Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of our Best Kept Secret Show, where I am happy to welcome Lisa Perry of Perry Consulting. Perry Consulting helps startups and entrepreneurs build leadership brands that consumers love. She's based in Westlake Village, California, Los Angeles County. And let me apologize to my listeners right out of the gate. I'm dealing with a bit of a sore throat, maybe on the verge of losing my voice. So I'm going to sound a little bit funny today, but hang with me because I am here for you. Now, Lisa, I've worked with lots of small businesses, lots of entrepreneurs uh, in my career. And when it comes to marketing, what I see time and time again is a bunch of tactics. So they need leads. They will look at all the lead generation programs that are out there. They'll do what the experts tell them to do, but it's all in this execution, tiny little box. And whether it's LinkedIn outreach or Facebook ads or Instagram posts or let's do some TikTok video, hope it goes viral, let's do the old EDDM postcards through the post office or billboards, radio, TV, doesn't matter. It's tactic after tactic after tactic. It is so rare that any of these tactics in isolation, disconnected from each other, that they work. And what I see is the business owner saying, spending all this money, I'm doing everything that the quote unquote experts are telling me to do. And yet I get no results. And that is creating hardship in their business. And Alisa, you're an expert in this space uh, and in branding. So tell me, what is it that these companies, what are they, what are they thinking about incorrectly? What, what is it that they're, they need to change their point of view on? Well, I see with small uh, startups and small companies, they've gotten a great deal of success um, and they've moved along in the business. Now, all of a sudden, their business is stalling or they're seeing declines. And um, unfortunately, they haven't done the branding up front. They've just gone right into the marketing tactics and uh, strategy and tactics. And unfortunately, a lot of companies don't have a personal relationship with their, their customers. They haven't built that. They haven't defined their uniqueness of their brand. They'll say that they, you know, for example, quality, you know, they're, they define themselves as quality, but so has many other companies out there, or they'll define their uniqueness based on their features. And that's not a value. That's not uniqueness. That's not defining them as differently. And, you know, one of the things I encourage a lot of companies out there to think about is what makes a customer want to choose you over your competitors, you know, and that's, that's what companies need to start thinking about in order to look at how they need to be hyper-focused to go after a 
a target audience. And that's some of the challenges that start breaking down where customers uh, or companies start losing customers and losing profits and um, losing conversions when they don't look at the branding side of it first. Lisa, what I'm hearing you say is that you have to start with an integrated plan that defines what you're going to focus on, what issues, and I like to call them pain points, you're going to resolve, how you resolve them, what makes you unique and different and and better uh, from your competitors, what it is that you stand for, how is it that you you understand, if you will, the emotional side of all of this before you start leaping into tactic after tactic after tactic. Have I gotten that right? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that I've learned about from my years of working with brands is telling their stories. If in order for them to be successful and in order to thrive and survive is they've got to have a strong branding strategy. And that includes a market segmentation, a target audience, a unique selling proposition and a value proposition. Those have to be in place for companies to, to thrive and strive, right? And, and that's the key element. I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into a branding strategy, but those are really the four key elements that, that have to be in place. And Lisa, let me ask a very basic and, and simple question. But from your perspective, what is a brand? Well, a brand is a perception of what consumers think. It's the value that they place on it. And it can be um, uh, you know, a, a premium price that people place on it. It can, uh, you know, uh, investors can place a value on that. So you could be leaving money on the table um, from the pricing point of view. If you don't have a clear vision or purpose, or understand your target or your audience, investors won't invest in you. It can provide increased uh, spending. If you don't have a clear focus on your brand, um, you could be spending, spraying and spending your money um, without an increased uh, focus on your target audience. You could have lackluster spending um, sales because you don't know who your brand is. So understanding your audience, understanding your product and the value that it places on your consumers, that's your brand. You know, spray and pray is probably one of the least effective marketing tactics, but it is used by so many. It's it's always struck me as totally crazy. So Lisa, to, to move on, you've, I think, articulated with the problem and challenges quite clearly. So how should these small business owners be thinking about this issue? The, the four key areas that they need to focus in on are the, the market segmentation. Um, what is their segment that they're going after? The target audience. Um, everyone is not their target audience. <laughs> they need to be hyper-focused in today's market. And that's really hard for a lot of companies in today's uh, day and age because I get it. You know, trying to go after everybody is is uh, it, it's ideal that people want to do that. But again, as as you mentioned, um, it's very inefficient, right? As we talked about with spending and the unique selling proposition, really understanding what brings your uniqueness to the table. As I mentioned, quality. I bring quality to the table. So does everybody else. 
you've really got to hone in to that uniqueness that you bring to the table that can't be duplicated. Because once you you identify that, that's the sweet spot. That's the competitive edge that, that you're going to own, right? And then the unique value proposition that you have that you can really hone in on that can make you stand head and shoulders above the competition out there. One of my favorite sayings that really illustrates the power of focus is when you are all things to all people, you are nothing to nobody. So focus really is a almost day zero uh, type of activity because it is so foundational. And as we all know, if you have a poor foundation, any structure that you attempt to build on top of it is just going to collapse. So I'm 100% with you on that. So you've, I think, given us a pretty clear way that we need to be changing our thinking leads me to want to ask the question about, you know, how is this going to benefit? And let's first talk about that decision maker, that business owner. So if they do what you're suggesting, what's in it for them? First is just customer recognition. When you implement this branding strategy, whether it needs to be developed or you need to go back and refine it because it's important once you develop and a year later or a couple years later, you do need to go back and refine. But one of the key benefits is, is customer recognition because um, it's critical to make sure customers don't have time. They don't have time to go in and get to know your brand. And um, it usually takes five to seven impressions for people to remember your brand. And that's a lot. If they're going to go in, they're far more likely to choose your brand, even if they don't know about your brand or they don't know about your company. They're going to choose your brand if they recognize your brand. So that's one. The second thing is is customer loyalty. Brand loyalty is just a natural effect of continuous positive remembrance and a strong brand recognition. And this is interesting. Um, brand loyalty lasts a lifetime and it's generational. So I worked at Pepperdine University and uh, generational loyalty was huge. And think about this, right? Your parents went to Harvard, Stanford, USC, whatever you want, you want to go or you want your kids to go. It's a generational loyalty and it makes sense. And you want to leverage that. It's it's amazing. 90%, almost 90% of consumers have a strong brand loyalty. You want to leverage that as much as you can out there. The third thing is competitive advantage. Once you define your unique skill set, you want to leverage that. And, and when it's done right, it can't be duplicated. And I think I mentioned that, right? And that's where you get your competitive advantage. And the fourth thing is connecting with co- consumers emotionally. So think about the brands that you love out there. For me, it's Diet Coke. I drink water all the time. And I love my, my weakness of Diet Coke. I know it's not right. I know it's bad for me, but I love the bubbles. I love the taste. I love my moment of just indulging that Diet Coke. And that's what what brands need. They need that emotional meaning for people. That's the strong brand love, respect, respected that, that brands need to connect with. And this is what's crazy. 90% of consumers don't feel 
a, an emotional connection with brand. So talk about uh, an opportunity, right? And consumers who have an emotional connection with, with brands are three times higher. They have a three times higher LTV. So there's a huge opportunity for, for companies to think, hey, I got to do the work up front for the branding so that I can get the payoff and turn around my sales, turn around my profits, turn around my my consumer engagement so I can execute everything on the back end. And Lisa used the, the expression LTV. You want to spell that one out? Lifetime value. Lifetime value of a client, right? Three times higher, uh, if I recall. Very compelling. So Lisa, that brings me into our next question, last question of this section. So I think you made a compelling argument for the importance of brand strategy before you get too caught up in doing all the tactics that are available to you. So if I wanted to implement what it is that you're telling me that all small businesses and entrepreneurs should be doing, what would be the key things that I would have to focus on to get done? Clearly, it's it's taking a step back and understanding what do, what do I what have I done on the branding side? What what does that look like? What work have I done? And do I need to develop a branding strategy first of all or do I need to to refine that branding strategy? Where are my gaps in that branding strategy? I there's a lot of lot to be done in branding strategy, but again, I I want to reiterate the four things that you really at least should do at a minimum, which is your market segmentation, your target audience, your unique selling proposition, and your value proposition. That is a minimum you should do. There's a lot more, definitely, that needs to be done. But the goal really is to increase your market value, to attract the right customers, to drive brand loyalty, and have a competitive advantage in the market. You've given us a lot to think about. Uh, You've laid out a roadmap by which we can achieve this. So I'm sure everyone's wheels are cogitating. I will let those continue to turn over as we take a short break and we'll come right back to learn a bit more about Lisa. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. Let's take this opportunity to find out a bit more about Lisa. Lisa, what is it that you do for your target market? What pain points do you solve for them? And why do they need you to get rid of that pain? Well, I help companies who are struggling with not knowing who they are, what they do, um, why they exist, or even 
as simple as who their target audience is and how they connect with them. And I come in and help them with their branding. Um, and when they're seeing signs of decline in their business, which could be losing customers, uh, their competitors are killing them in the marketplace, their profits are declining, they're seeing high churn rate. Um, and my goal is to come in and help them turn that around with a, with a branding strategy. That leads me to my next question for you, which is, when people choose a company to work with, they're not really so focused on what it is that you do because so many of your competitors answer that question the same way. So to the buyer, it all seems very much the same. But what all of us want to do when we're on the buy side is we want to work with the best that our budget allows us to work with. So I'd like to understand, Lisa, what is it about you that makes you great at what you do? Well, I've worked with Fortune 100 companies to startups, and that in and of itself doesn't make me unique. But um, I've worked across a variety of different industries. So I've worked in highly regulated industries, technology, consumer packaged goods, emerging growth, entertainment. I can go on and on. But what that does is that provides me with a unique skill set be able to quickly come in and understand a company's business model and then be able to connect the dots to consumers' behaviors, wants, and needs in order to be able to drive brand loyalty and bottom line profitability. And that's the skill set there that makes me unique because of the uh, variety and depth and breadth that I bring to the table. Terrific. Now, I encourage everybody to go to LinkedIn and connect to Lisa and you'll get a chance to see her career to date. And it's been a good one. I'll, um, that's not really a spoiler alert there, but I think you'll be impressed. But Lisa, what I want to understand is more about the why. So can you share with us what has happened, whether it's in your personal life, in your professional life, that would explain why you set up your own branding strategy consulting firm? Well, I think I, I started out my career in um, kind of working for top consumer packaged goods companies just so I could get my training wheels, right, in the classically trained um, branding. That's my career foundation. And once I got that, I kind of pivoted my career into leveraging that experience to helping companies build their leadership brands, but then also expanding my knowledge and um, of new industries and new ways to engage and connect with consumers as their wants and needs are continually changing in this ever-changing marketplace. And so my goal now is really to help companies deal with this unpredictability that we're continually faced with in the market and the consumers and helping them develop, monetize, and grow their business. Lisa, you've given, I think, everybody who's listening a lot to think about and really have articulated the importance of coming up with this integrated brand strategy before we just jump and dive off the deep end into all the tactics that everybody likes to tout. Now, a number of our listeners are going to want to reach out to you to continue the conversation what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Lisa Perry Marketing. Um, I am also have a website um, and um, 
I have some great resources that I could provide to your listeners that um, are kind of how-to in terms of marketing that they can utilize as well. That is fantastic. I will put your contact information in the show notes and encourage everybody to take Lisa up on her offer. Send her uh, an email or connect with her through LinkedIn. Tell her you heard her on the Best Kept Secret Show and ask for those resources. I am sure you will find them of great value. Lisa, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show today. And to our listeners, let's keep at it and crush it out there. Until next time.